is my first episode of Extra Ice. Hopefully, I'm able to say something that resonates with you or that you like or that you agree with. If not, you're welcome for just some um, material for your next uh, get-together or conversation with your husband, and you can just talk about this off-base podcast you just heard. No, I have been wanting to sit down and just finally record something, and I'm here. I want this to be a little bit of almost an intro, I think, just so you can know what to expect and what you'll hear um, each time you tune in and listen to Extra Ice. So first, why is this called Extra Ice? (laughs) I um, am an avid I don't even know if it can be avid. I'm addicted to Diet Coke. I love a Diet Coke. Every restaurant, every meal, it's in my fridge right now. There are empty styrofoam cups on my nightstand and overflowing in my garbage. Obsessed with Diet Coke. Okay, we get it. Um, Every time I order one, I order extra ice because I want my drink to be that much colder. I want to hear the sound of like the ice shaking in my cup. Um, I have said those words extra ice to the McDonald's drive-thru countless times, thousands of times. I'm I'm certain of it. Um, and I kind of think that's just how I live. I like a little bit extra. I like to add some sparkles, some humor, maybe some exaggeration here and there, maybe a little bit of drama. I don't know. You can ask my mom about (laughs) Thanksgiving 2016. But, you know, I just love something a little over the top, a little more. There are so many podcasts, so many people, so many voices in your ear these days and this season. And I hope I can give you just a little bit extra. And like I said, if it's not something you agree with or would necessarily say yourself hopefully someone else's voice gives you you know just another opinion that you can help weigh against as you make decisions in your life and for your family for your career for your kids because I'm in no means doing it the right way (laughs) I don't I hear people sometimes say oh I don't know how you do it or I wouldn't be able to do it if I were you Well, first, yes, you would, and you would find the way that you do it, and I think that's what's important is we live our lives, and we make decisions, and we grow our families and, you know, grow our careers in the way that works for us, and hopefully, while you listen here, you can just get a little extra, okay? Okay. Um, I wrote down a couple notes of what I kind of want to talk about. I think the first thing that actually is extremely important is my family. Um, I want to tell a little bit about myself, what I'm doing in my life right now. Maybe you knew me in high school. Um, Maybe you have worked with me before. Maybe you go to church with me. Maybe you uh, live across the street from me and I borrow brown sugar from you once a week. But I think it's important that as you listen, you kind of understand who I am and where I come from and Obviously, that has a huge impact on how I view things and um, the way I make decisions in my life and just what my priorities are and what's important to me. My husband Cameron and I met in Utah 
at a singles ward. I am a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, I'm nervous. Um, But we met at a singles ward. And for those of you who may not be um, familiar, a ward is basically... It's, it's just a local congregation. So it's the people in your area, probably your same age, probably speak the same language as you and are in the same um, life stage as you. So there are things called singles wards, there's student wards, there's family wards, there's um, sign language wards, there's Spanish speaking wards. So I met my husband in a ward full of people who were all single and I don't, I wouldn't say it was that much of a coincidence because I literally moved to Utah so I could get married. Um, and I think that's all you need to know about me. No, I met him at a speed dating activity. Um, and we have been married almost, oof, almost six years. I think we're going on six years. Um, maybe five years. I don't know for sure. But um, we um, still live in Utah. And um, we have three little girls, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a six-month-old. I I can't even say the sentence without being out of breath and having to take like a cleansing you know, deep breath after I say it, that just is a testament to how insane and how crazy it is to have three kids. But it's all I ever wanted was to be able to be a mom. And I think that just that sole fact has really driven a lot of the decisions I've made in my life. Um, You know, I got married with the idea that I wanted to have kids and I work a job where I don't travel a lot so I can be with my kids and um, my husband works a specific schedule so he can be with our kids. Um, I would, I think my philosophy <laughs> about, you know, parenting or raising kids or, you know, in my marriage is that our kids really are everything and, um, I think you'll kind of come to know as you listen to these episodes and the people that I talk to, I care a lot about my kids. I care a lot about my marriage. And um, there have been times when, you know, I've had to make decisions based on that priority. So my family and my relationship could come first instead of maybe a career or friends or um you know, maybe another aspect of my life. But I really have been so lucky that um, I have been able to, you know, complete my education and have a career or a job <laughs> right now where I really do have a pretty good balance. Um, one time I heard um, Susan Peterson, she was she's the founder of Freshly Picked. I heard her say that being a working mom, there really is no, no balance. It's not like, you know, four hours here, four hours here, or, you know, 50% effort here, 50% effort here. There really isn't, um, a balance. There's, um, sometimes it swings 
more one way or it swings another, it swings more in the other direction. And I think that's what's important to understand is that some days, you know, for work, maybe I'll have a retreat for a couple of days or, you know, I'm really working on a project and can't, you know, grab lunch with my husband and am really focused or I'm answering calls at eight o'clock at night. That happens sometimes, but then other times, you know, I'll take the morning off so I can take my kids to the museum. I think um, that balance is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be 100% equal all the time, but I think it can swing one way or the other. And I really feel like I've found a pretty good balance right now. And that does not mean that any of those things are easier or more convenient or more perfect because I've found a good a good swing and a good rotation there. But um, it definitely has taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of communication between my husband and I. But hopefully that's something that I can kind of expand upon um, and give other people maybe a little bit of inspiration, maybe some ideas on how they can accomplish that um, in their own lives or in your own lives, I guess. Um, so... I kind of feel like, you know how sometimes you'll be sitting around with your friends and you're just all laughing and you think, oh my gosh, we're so funny. We should have a TV show. And it's like, mm, no, you absolutely should not. Um, I think I kind of took that same approach. Like I love to talk, so I might as well have a podcast, right? Right. Um, no one has told me that I absolutely should not, so... <laughs> I think I'm just kind of, this is me tooting my own horn saying I'm really good at talking, literally have a degree in communication. Like that's what I went to college for, to learn how to talk and how to speak and how, you know, to say things and get people to do what I want. <laughs> um. Anyway, I know that sometimes, you know, for moms who really are in the trenches of their lives, whether that's, you know, sick babies or you know, busy schedules, um, taking kids from practice to practice and chauffeuring kids here and there and trying to run a household and trying to get a career started or trying to just maintain their career or, you know, are balancing, do I have children? Do I start a family? Do we settle down? Do my husband and I, you know, move to this city? I think, you know, while you're making those decisions and while you're um, you know, kind of moving from phase to phase in your life. Hopefully I can be um, an influence or at least an adult voice that you can hear during the day. I have had three babies and each time I've taken um, a maternity leave. And most recently I took a little bit of um, almost maybe a sabbatical <laughs> from work, uh, which I can also get into much later. Um, and I have not traditionally been the one who has been home with my girls all day. And as I've gotten little tastes of that, just through different phases of our lives, um, it's very hard to hear whining all day and hear no all day and hear crying and fighting. And if anything, you all you hear all day is toddlers or babies just crying and saying your name and just 
the most adorable little voice. Am I right? Uh, but it's important, I think, to kind of have an outlet where you can hear an adult voice. And maybe it's your husband's, maybe it's your boyfriend, maybe it's, you know, your mom, maybe you call your dad, maybe it's your nanny who comes. I think having another adult that you can really interact with and speak to, I think that's important. And, um, if I'm not the only one, hopefully I can be one of many for you. Um, I recently read, um, okay, well, I listened to Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Um, dare I say she is reminiscent of Rachel Hollis, who I know we aren't huge fans of lately. <clears throat> but some of her, some of her, um, like I would say in the, in the sense that she's more Christian oriented, she's not like, um, it's definitely not like a book about the gospel. Anyway, so the book is called Find Your People. She talks about how important it is to have a village, to have a group of people around you who you interact with and who you serve and who um, you learn with and grow with. And she points out how throughout history, people have lived in villages or have lived in small communities that build each other up and raise, you know, each other's children and work together and um, grow and eventually, you know, worship together in a way. And she's had some really, really good um, insight in that book that I've, that really have resonated at least with me, just understanding, um, what friendship looks like and how important it is, um, no matter what phase of life you're in and, you know, why it's important and who you become when you are a friend and ways to make friends and how to treat your friends and how to serve them. And I highly, highly recommend that one. If you, um, you know, whether you know you have a solid group of friends or you're maybe feeling lonely, um, I think motherhood really can be a lonely time, which is so, it sounds so counterintuitive because you're around little people all day. Um, and you know, there are a lot of other women probably going through that same thing, uh, at the same time, probably in your same neighborhood. But I think a lot of moms would agree that it's some of the loneliest times because you don't always feel like you have an outlet. You don't always feel like you have support or friends or even somebody who understands you. I think um, there are a lot of different kind of outside factors like social media and other people in your community and members of your church and people in your family who have very, very loud voices and can sometimes make you feel like I really hope this microphone is not good enough to have heard the scream that just happened downstairs. Um, my kids are supposed to be eating lunch, but I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, I like I said, there's a lot of loud voices in our lives and um, a lot of inconsistency. But I think um, 
as we choose which ones we listen to and which ones we follow, I think, you know, we really can begin to find kind of that balance and that success in our lives and hopefully, hopefully that happiness. I um, am kind of navigating my own, I think, friend group and friend just friendships right now. I seriously used to think like if I saw two moms, uh, this is not a joke. If I saw two moms hanging out or doing something together, I was appalled. I would be like, why, why isn't one of you napping right now? And the other one has all the kids. And then you will trade off after a 40 minute nap. Like, what are you doing together? Why isn't one of you just taking all of this off of the other person's plate? Like, I, I truly did not understand. And I still sometimes find myself like, well, why would we hang out when one of us could be, you know, asleep? One of us could be taking a nap right now or getting a drink by ourselves. But um, I think, you know, as tired as we are or as much as I think we want to spend time alone to rejuvenate or, you know, just for some self-care, I think as women and as moms and as communities, as we kind of spend time together, um, you know, I think that's kind of where we build ourselves up and where we kind of gain that strength and that recharge to be able to just keep going and, you know, put our heads down and just keep raising our kids. (laughs) Um, But I kind of referenced this a little bit before, but a few months ago, I um, took a break from my job of almost seven years and I was at home for a few weeks. And this was a little, I mean, this time obviously brought some unexpected challenges, a little bit of stress, you know, still got to pay those bills. But it also gave me a really, really amazing opportunity to serve and to spend time with other moms in my community who I know I otherwise wouldn't have been able to see. Um, I took dinner to people. I received dinner from people. I, you know, ran errands with my friends and I got to know people and, you know, just these acts of service and just connecting with those other moms really was a special time in my life. Um, I kind of had to sift through a little bit of my own expectations and my own just, I think, preconceived notions about what a friendship is and how friends should be acting and what friends should do together and what, you know, is appropriate to talk about and what's TMI. But, you know, I really got, you know, I would say a handful of really, really good friends who helped me through that time, um, but also kind of just enjoyed that time with me. It was only a few weeks. You know, when you're between jobs, you never really know how long that period is going to be. But like I one time that really sticks out in my mind is I went over to a friend's house and I have no idea what I was doing. I don't I don't remember if I was picking something up or dropping something off, but she was making dinner and she literally sent me home with just like a mixing bowl, just a big bowl full of the dinner she had just been making and 
I think that's something that really just has stood out and just has really made a huge impact on me. It wasn't anything soup. I mean, it was delicious. And I tried to recreate it. <clears throat> wasn't as good. But it's something that I think really has stood out to me in the sense that it didn't have to be something fancy. It wasn't something planned. You know, I wasn't going through, you know, a, a health crisis. Um, no one there, you know, it wasn't something huge. It was just this small gesture um, on her end. And on my end, it was extremely impactful. At the same time, you know, I had a neighbor who um, brought a baby home from the hospital after I think almost four months of being in the NICU. And I had no idea. I didn't even know she had a baby. So instead of kind of you know, beating myself up, like, how how did you not know? Like, you should be a better friend. You should pay more attention. I just thought, you know, this is this is great. And now is my opportunity to help her and to be here for her. And, you know, some days I brought over a plate of dinner. Sometimes I brought her, you know, a Mountain Dew. Sometimes I just stopped to talk with her husband and her dog. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I really hope I can communicate on Extra Ice and that I can teach and influence about, you know, other than my impeccable style, my ability to, you know, throw a perfect birthday party. And like the VP of my company just told me, um, my eye for charcuterie, um, you know, other than influencing you in those ways, <laughs> I honestly hope that I can give really actionable ways that and impactful ways that you can serve your community, others, your friends, and even those under your own roof. I have really gained, um, I would say almost a testimony about what service is and what it looks like and what it can feel like. Um, you know, going through a couple of, you know, three births, <laughs> And C-section recoveries, but also, you know, busy days at work and um, tragedies that have happened in our family and just different trials and stages that we've gone through. Service has just been that constant and I have really failed sometimes in trying to be helpful to somebody and maybe have ended up being more of a burden, but I also have learned of ways that you really can be helpful and be a blessing to somebody and that others have been a blessing to me. And those are things that I really cherish and really hold dear and want to be able to just share with other people because I think there's this kind of antiquated idea that, you know, if somebody's going through something, I have to show up on their porch with fresh baked bread and a three course meal and a treat and all has to be wrapped in cellophane. And that's so not true. And I think we do ourselves a disservice almost when we feel like our contributions aren't enough or um, aren't quick enough or aren't big enough or expensive enough. But I really think, um, you know, there are some just simple and profound ways that we can serve others. And while it's the holiday season, hopefully those things, um, those opportunities 
you're able to see those. And maybe you're the person serving others, but maybe this season you're the person being served. There's um, this, I don't know, picture going around social media right now. Okay, I've seen it on Instagram. I don't know why people say on social media because I know it's you're just saying this on Instagram. But it says, you know, this season, the people that you see around you, a lot of them are going through really, really hard things. And while I know the holiday season can be so much fun and filled with so much magic and fun memories, there are a lot of people right now who are going through such hard things. And I can't even, I'm not going to pretend like I know what those things even begin to feel like or look like. And I don't want to ever compare anyone's situation to anybody else's. But I think just this awareness that there are really hard things going on and a lot of these things you're not going to see and you're not going to hear about. But being able to just be that light to somebody else this holiday season is so important. And a lot of times it's a smile or... (laughs) abstaining from honking at someone who maybe just cut you off, um, paying for somebody behind you in the grocery line or, you know, telling the girl at the drive through window of McDonald's, you know, that you like her earrings. I think, you know, I've kind of beat this to a pulp that we can serve and help others. But um, as I record more episodes of Extra Ice and as I have... <clears throat> you know, friends and acquaintances and family members on here who also, um, you know, maybe share some of those same ideals. Uh, Hopefully that can be communicated and you'll understand just how important those things are to me. And you'll be able to see the importance and the impact of those things in your own life. So like I said in the beginning, I'm so happy that you're here to listen and that I'm here to talk. <laughs> Bossy sixth grade McKenna is so happy right now. But um, I'm really looking forward to being able to kind of share more of my stories and my experiences and hopefully some of those, you know, of the people in my life. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you listened. You made it to the end. Now go get yourself a drink with extra ice.